0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, you're listening to Nobody Cares Except for Me. I am your host, Auntie Donahue. Um... Yeah. That's what, how a podcast works. I introduce myself, and then because I don't like wasting your time, I move on very quickly. Our guest today is a friend of mine. They all are. This is just like, this podcast is just an exercise in nepotism. So like, get into it or get the fuck out. <laughs> all the publicists are like, okay, new oh. strategy. If you want to get on this podcast, <laughs> we're going to go the friendship route. We're going to be friends. Okay. does she like? Does she like baskets? Does she like gift baskets? Does she like fruit baskets? No. I like Red sauce on I like, spaghetti. I like red sauce on spaghetti, and I like gift cards to the keg. If you can't handle that, <laughs> get out of my way. Okay, Amy, Wood. Hi. What, how would I describe you? I want. To, I keep wanting to call you a brand curator because you're <laughs> joking about that, but I'm like, that's not true. Uh, yeah, I'm like a curator. I love to like curate brands. Um, I, I guess like my job is like creative strategist that's like my day job i'm also one of the co-founders of drunk feminist films which is a event series slash web series based here in toronto google us it's really fun it's very good you don't even have to drink as someone that doesn't drink i can say that i enjoy it thoroughly yeah oh yeah it's not the drunk is just um it's just how you feel when the patriarchy keeps (laughs) smacking you in the face drunk with horror and (laughs) drunk with anger (laughs) totally yeah Okay, well, what is it that we're going to be talking about today? Um, today, I want to talk to you about The Bachelor. <laughs> Everyone is so excited about this episode. Even like Alex is nodding so fervently, he has broken out into a sweat. He's so excited. As soon as I walked in, Alex was like, Have you watched Bachelor Winter Games? Like, of course, Alex. I watched every minute of it, probably several times. He insists that I call him The Bachelor sometimes. (laughs) He has a very serious relationship, and I don't know what this is about. But I am just like, Alex, you're my son, and I don't like to hear about this part of your life. Yeah, it's really hard to watch your biological son become The Bachelor. (laughs) I wonder what that's like, for real. Oh, my God. Yeah, a nightmare. I mean, let's get into it. You love The Bachelor. I do, unfortunately. I love it so much. No, and you know what? We're going to say it's not a fucking, not unfortunately, it's massive. It's a cultural zeitgeisty thing. Yeah. People love it. Yeah. Own the love. No, I'd say, like, lots of people care about The Bachelor. Whether they will, like, cop to it or not is another story. but But it is a huge, like, it's a huge ratings get. So... Somebody cares about it. I mean, you do. Yeah. Did you always love The Bachelor? I, I, um, I feel like I've loved it for most of my adult life. Um, and I think, like, my viewing of it has, like, cycled through, like, sincere and ironic viewing. Mm. And I think I've, like, gone full circle and it's just, like, full sincere. Like, I'm rooting for these people. I love them. I don't know why I follow them on Instagram. I spend so much of my life consuming Bachelor content. Um, I, like, have friends that are just my Bachelor friends that we just, like, batch together Um, I've got a batch group chat I've got a batch fantasy league going I have a lot of like personal um, I guess like moments that are around the like the bachelor franchise consumption so yeah it's like full sincere so you began watching it season one I feel like I watched season one probably as a kid because it's that was a long time ago. Yeah, it did. It debuted thirty six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so your mom watched it as a birthing video yeah. years before you were even I born. Was, yeah, it was a twinkle in my mother's eye. <laughs> um, no, I think I probably started. I, I I like remember iconic bachelors that I watched like Jake Pavelka, um, Ali Fedotowski. Like I remember those are like maybe mid like mid franchise bachelor. Um, Seasons that I watched, but I feel like these days, like the last few seasons, I would never, like, I would never miss an episode. So, okay, like I'd rather murder myself than miss an episode. Oh my god, I love that the violence behind murdering oneself. <laughs> yeah. It's like just full on. Like you plan a plot. There'd be maybe a ransom note. We don't know. I don't know. I, and I'd send the. I would send the note to The Bachelor and be like, "There was a scheduling conflict. I'm sorry." <laughs> he would understand. I'm out of Batchnash. Yeah. No, okay. I so. Here's – I will be – I'm going to be forthcoming. Mm-hmm. I have only ever seen one season, and it was the first Canadian season. Yes. Which I will say – maybe we use the word unfortunate yeah. to describe that. Yeah. Um, Maybe horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to recap it for the job I had at the time. Oh, so you know. You've seen – if you've seen that, you've seen every season I basically. get how it works. Yeah. But I got really annoyed because the guy had a personality flaw of like not having one. Yeah, And then the women – some were cool, but then like others, I just want to be like, what's going on here? Like, what's everyone's angle? Like, I don't understand. Like, you're not talking to him. Like, what? You have no, per- like, why aren't you guys talking? Yeah. Um, I think the Canadian Bachelor suffers from like truly, um like Canada has like the population of one major US city. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I actually just feel like the, the casting process is probably like really like a bit more narrow. Because he went to a mall. Yeah. Yeah, like, they went right. to one strip mall, like, found some people, and I I mean, like, the quality <laughs> of people was was fine, but yeah. it's also, like, I think given how, just how many people are in the U.S., and then the Venn diagram of that with, like, people who kind of want to be Instagram famous, like, you just get a wider, like, that's still more people than exist in all of Canada. Very so true. So, you just get the quality of casting in the U.S. Bachelor is unprecedented. I just, ugh. Oh. Like, the people that go on the show are... I mean, they're obviously all my best friends, and I love them very much. Um, and they go on to, like, live on in my heart forever. So do you root for them, or do you root against them? Or do you have some that you root for, and then some that you're like, I fucking hate you? I mean, are you ever really rooting for someone to, like, marry that guy or no. that girl? Like, the the lack of personality is sort of a built-in with whoever The Bachelor is. Because um, it's almost... It doesn't matter, really. It's just some human... And what the the friction and the tension is about the bubble that the universe creates, like what happens when like twenty single women or men are have their phones taken away from them, are restricted from talking about literally anything else except this boring ass person that they're supposed to marry eventually um they have no contact with the outside world they don't know what's happening in the news their whole world just becomes this person and they manufacture this love story because the bubble is like a very powerful like stockholm syndrome-y thing to watch in action and that's really what i'm here for it's like the torture bubble like like the weird things that happen to these people when they like convince themselves that they want to marry this bland human yeah i feel like the human beige like i feel like i as soon as you say that i'm like i kind of get that though because it's like i remember working or even now there are workplaces but i remember the specifically working retail where there'd be like maybe four guys like that you were like you You have to choose one yeah and eventually you fucking fall hard for like buddy Mm -hmm. who's got like who wears boat shoes and cargo shorts but you're like but he like laughed at that joke and like he's opening like all the days i'm opening today's so like so we work together we're gonna fall in love and then yes. you get really competitive and yes. then you find out they have a girlfriend and you're like she can't come in the store alex and then like <laughs> this is about a specific guy let's talk about the fact that this i had a bit of a thing with a guy had a store it doesn't matter 2008 was really weird time moving on totally we all had a thing with that guy in the store in we- 2008 <laughs> We totally did. I feel like I used to hate The Bachelor. Like I used to think it was stupid and I used to think it was for stupid people. Yeah. And now I'm actually – like I understand A, why because like we all want to watch people convince themselves of things. Yes. It's almost like the fucking shock tasks that they do. Yes. And also it's it's a weird – Kind of variation of Survivor, where like yes. yeah, instead of not eating food, you're just not consuming the news. Yeah, no, you—that's actually a really apt description because I do feel like the goal, the the way that the show is edited, obviously they get, because they're not allowed to talk about anything except how great Jake is. Um, the way that it's edited really me- means that all the conversations circle around this person, but the way that the game is played is very Survivor-like. And, like, you would have a hard time believing that most people that, like, try to stay on the show as long as possible are doing it because they, like, want to get married to this person. And, like, honestly, Bachelor statistics-wise, marriages don't tend to work out. Like, most people don't even go from engagement to marriage after the show. Um, but it is really about survive. And I think, like, you, you know, probably if I'm thinking about the real goal of the show in 2018, it's to, Like, stay on as long as possible so that you make your mark and, like, get as much airtime as possible. So you need to manufacture a believable and fun um, character and story arc for yourself um, in your one-on-one. So that would be, like, within the dating, like, within your one-on-one dates and then within, like, the interview space where you're allowed to, like, you know, just bitch to your producer. Um, So, yeah, if you get, like, a good story arc and you probably make it to maybe just the week before Hometowns, you have a pretty good shot – making a lot of money selling FabFitFun boxes on Instagram and, like, that's a legitimate career move. I would take those. I'm not above that kind of money. No, I'm, (laughs) that's what I'm rooting for, really, in the end is, like, someone's, like, career longevity in, like, the Instagram influencer world. Not so much that they, like, make it to, you know, the end with this guy. Now, my question is, like, would you say that these people are character? like, they're not, are they acting like themselves or are they, like, taking on a persona? Yeah, I think that, so I, 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 read Amy Kaufman's book, Bachelor Nation, she talks about this a lot, like bachelor bubble and how, um, it really, I think exacerbates any emotions that you have. There's a lot of alcohol. It's like free flowing alcohol, which is like, has become like a bit of a consent issue with, um, the bachelor in paradise season last year. Um, the, uh, absolute, like, yeah, the lack of contact with people who aren't also in this with you. I think it makes, all of your emotions ex- happen on an extreme level, and so I think there is an element of that. Like all of maybe your worst flaws come out. Like I don't, I can't even imagine what I would be like. But I'm like, I'm not that great most of the time. So like <laughs> in that in that environment, I think I would just be extremely. It would be extremely alienating for me. But I also think. This show's been on for so long. People know how to play the game. The cast is out talking on their podcasts. and all, like, There's a way to play the game that people understand. So, yes, definitely, like, making sure that you create conflict in your story arc is a huge thing. Making sure that you, like, get lots of face time with The Bachelors and other things. So, yeah, I feel like it's, like, a bit of both. I think it. it's also, like, or I find now thinking about that one season that I saw – You kind of get to relive the worst parts of your own life because we have all been someone in that realm. Yes. And we've all found ourselves in a bubble of sorts. Especially, like, even when when you like someone that you shouldn't like, that creates its own bubble. And then, like, imagine putting that in, like the five people you work with at your startup and then being like, ah, it's like watching yourself stumble and fall in your early twenties all over again. Oh, completely. And none of these people are ready for marriage. So they're that's all the so best. Young. Yeah, there it is. It's like, it's like watching a weird, like watching a bunch of weird youths work in a startup. Totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, that's another thing. It's just like, these people are like in their early twenties. We had, there was a, a contestant in the most re, uh, recent season of Ari's season of the bachelor. um, Who's 22 years old and her age kind of became a thing, and like, and whether or not she was ready to be married. But like, most of the other contestants were 23, 24, 25. So you're just like, who are we kidding? None of you should be ready for marriage. You all need to like get your shit together, go figure out your lives, stop thinking about this weird race car driver guy. He's so bland. Yeah, yeah, they're very strange. Choices, I think, for the Bachelor. Like, I think, but they they take them from other shows, and like, that's kind of how it works now, right? It's like a graduated system. Yeah. So the season that just happened um, was Becca's season. Mm -hmm. So she's the Bachelorette. She was the Bachelorette who was um, chosen in Ari's season, but then later he broke up with her on national television and got back together with the girl that he had originally rejected, Lauren, and then proposed to her on the After the Final Rose, like, live special like he is a truly a monster and it created a hero in becca so that like america she was america's sweetheart and then of course of course it made sense for her to be the bachelorette but if you think about the timeline like he he broke off his engagement already broke off his engagement with becca in maybe like january and by march she was already like the next bachelorette so like if that doesn't sort of show you how um like falsified these like these relationship timelines are i don't know it's just it's yeah it's very arbitrary i am kind of obsessed with the fact that like we root for them to get married when in reality it should be like they should just come in married and we should just root for them all to break up yeah (laughs) i actually think there should be a spinoff where it's like all the bachelor couples um Like, and it's just because I want to see how their lives are. Like, if they survive past even, like, the engagement phase um, and, like, have a wedding. I want to know, like, I want to know. How their dynamic, like how their dynamic is now, like that would be really great. And yeah, maybe they all get divorced on TV. I don't know. I'm not above it. (laughs) Oh, I would watch a show so quickly of just people getting divorced. Hey, yeah, wasn't Trista Tristan Trista Tristan Ryan? They were like a real couple. They stayed together. Are Are they they still still together? They're still together because I remember that was early days. Yeah, and that was when like I read Us Weekly like at Grand Bend on the beach. Yeah, so that's taking us back to like 1912, and. It was like everybody couldn't. Everybody wanted a relationship like Trista and Ryan. Yeah. And it was a big – it was like a we can do it. This is real. Yeah. They still – the Bachelor franchise still upholds Trista and Ryan as the fairy tale that they want all of their romances to be. And like even to hear the producers and like Chris Harrison, the host, talk about The Bachelor, like they really want – people at least on a surface level to like buy into this thing. Um and that's where the magic kind of is because after basically science has proven that this doesn't the system does not work. It's like completely flawed. You cannot get married to somebody through like a manufactured television show. It's just not a great way to build a relationship. The lie is like the thing that they want you to believe is still so like I guess cherished by a bachelor franchise and um yeah, I don't know. Like so, yeah, Tristan and Ryan are still together. There are, like, a few marriages that have worked out, so good for them. But I think it's, like, the exception and not the rule, unfortunately. Well, I have something to add to this, but first we're going to pause for commercial because that's what happens. Wow, what a commercial. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna buy all of it. Don't even ask me what, because if you weren't listening, I don't wanna hear it. <laughs> so we talk about the lie and we talk about like the idea that we're we gotta buy into this thing. But it's almost like the ultimate work of fiction because now I think like and you're a married person. Yeah. But you and Cameron Sorry that I'm mentioning his name on this podcast. That's now, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> like that's her landlord. But they, <laughs> he set it up for them. You guys didn't like that. Like nobody gets married this way anymore. Like nobody really, or some people do, but I don't think the majority of people tend to like go unstructured adventure dates yeah. and then like decide a time to finally sleep together and like da 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 da. Like oh yeah, I. I think that's like a bit of what the appeal is dependent like no matter where you are in your relationship and you know you don't have to be a straight person or like a, like somebody who exists on a gender binary to buy like to I think be entertained by this like yeah this fictional fairy tale narrative um I think that uh, it's almost like it's it's super old fashioned. Um and I and I and I've spoken to like a lot of feminists who like watch The Bachelor alongside myself and we've all been trying to like grapple with like well so what is this? Why do we like Why do we watch? Why do we spend so much of our lives watching The Bachelor when this is, like, for all intents and purposes, not how things should happen anymore? I think we've gotten past the idea that it's, like, a boy and girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've gotten past the idea that there is, like, a courting phase and then, like, this the fantasy suite phase. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they only sleep together, like, the night before their wedding, basically. Like, it's so It's so Disney. It's so Disney. Um... But, yeah, no, I think we're still entertained by those kinds of narratives, even if they're not how we live our lives. Well, I think it's also, like, watching, like, WWF wrestling. Yeah. Like, everybody – we understand that, like, don't beat the shit out of each other, like, or do – I don't give a shit what you do in your own spare time, but, like, don't – do it consensually. Yeah. But, like – we all know it's fake mm-hmm. and it's like bravado and showmanship and persona, yeah. but like people love it. Yeah. Like they love it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's theater. And, um, yes. and if Shakespeare can have like currency in 2018, yes. I think so can the bachelor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that they're trying to, I think they're starting the, the ABC, like the bachelor, um, franchise is starting to understand a little bit, um, we we want a tiny bit more than just the theater and so it, I've noticed, at least in the last season, that the contestants, the women that were on the show, they seem to cast intentionally for personality and like for longevity within the franchise. And so I think we're starting to see like what could happen beyond like the, the theatricality of these of these fake relationships, because I think we, there is more that we're looking for from a reality show. Um, this is like one of the only reality shows that still follows like, you know, there was millionaire matchmaker and who wants to marry a millionaire? There have been, like, so many iterations of this weird, like, like matchmaking show. Um, but I think people kind of want more. So, yeah, they're starting to cast... Um, there was, like, a bit of, like, a girl crew in the last season that had... That showed, like, a bit of personality. Um, that showed a bit of spunk. And then when Ari... Um, obviously revealed himself to be the piece of shit that he is um, they were outspoken and typically you know they don't there isn't really like a there's I think people stay buttoned up about their real feelings about the like the environment and, and the Bachelor um, because they like you know, they probably sign crazy NDAs and they like can't talk about it, but there was, there seemed to be like a bit of wiggle room this time for women to like, I don't know, speak their minds. And like, I, that's not, it's crazy that that's a thing I'm celebrating. Like, they got to say that they didn't like certain things, but that's actually really rare. Usually it's very like, po- like politically sort of, yeah, I don't know. They're, so I feel like they're starting to maybe introduce, uh, shout outs to Becca. Becca M. She was a she was outspoken. I liked her. She was a cool she was a cool little contestant. I wonder if it would change the game if they were actually allowed to use their phones. Like I think that would be interesting to watch them react to the news. Like that would create some real conversations. I was so shocked. So in um, Amy Kaufman's book Bachelor Nation, she talks about how um, when the Vegas shooting happened. Um, There was a very real possibility that women on the show knew people that were involved in like this horrible tragedy, but they had no way of knowing that it happened. So they like had to take a day to tell them and they let them use their phones. They could call their loved ones. But that was like the exception. So everyday news is happening and they have they have no idea. And I'm sure they come out of this bubble and they're like, what? Donald Trump is president. What's happening now? We're at war with whom? So, um, yeah, I think it would be really interesting, but I think it would be really hard for them to create the bubble where all they care about is this person? I think I think the access to the outside world would give them a distraction. They're not even allowed to like play cards, really? They're not allowed to read books like there's a there's an absolute and their only friends are the other people on the show who are competing with them. Like imagine the, the your only other friends were people who are also trying to date the same guy as you. Right? That's not that's not real friendship. And then, or the producers who are there to manipulate you into saying stupid stuff. So the bubble exists to, yeah, like, for a reason. Because that's where all the drama lives. But I think it would be really, really fun. Maybe on, like, a spinoff, like Bachelor Winter Games or Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. Or maybe if they bring back Bachelor Pad. Um, to openly let them acknowledge, like, current events would be. Yeah, like, the real world almost. Yeah, or just, like, you know, I kind of think, what about, like post me to the bachelor it's how do you like they have not acknowledged anything like that on the show the closest they came was the season of bachelor in paradise which was a real disappointing season where you know there was a, like an actual like pr- there was an actual incident between two cast members where like that. some non-consensual stuff had had reportedly gone down and then later was i don't know they didn't ever really talked about what happened and they had an opportunity to like talk about consent and like talk for real about what they're doing to combat like what has previously been a problem and they and they didn't really they didn't really take that torch. So yeah, I, I think there's lots of opportunities for them to like maybe embody like a bit of like what's happening in the outside world, but maybe they never will and like maybe that's maybe that's why I'll keep watching because it's like the only thing that doesn't igno- like it's like it's like a time capsule that just never changes. Well, I think that that's really interesting that you say that because it has been going on since, what, like, 2002? Yeah, like, forever. I don't It's know. like, like, since we were in high school. We're in, like, season 5,000. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's 100%. It takes place on the moon. Mm-hmm. But, like, it has stayed so the same, but I almost I feel like more and more people are watching it. Like, I feel like with every season, more of my friends on Twitter are watching it, and like, more people I don't know are watching it, and more people yeah. are, giving, are writing about it. Yeah. Like, why do you think that is? Um, I mean, I, I, for me... I think of it like sports. Mm. Um, it's like my sports, mm. so I don't really know why I watch it, but it's like it's like entertaining, and I have a fantasy league, and I can like take bets on who's going to be eliminated. And because the structure is so understood, because there's no curveballs, like it's so straightforward. It's like a, it's like watching a game of basketball. Like you know what the rules are. You know what's happening on a certain day. You know when hometowns are, so you can like make predictions. So I think there's like a familiarity that like is is like very sports-like. Um, but I do feel like. There, I, I don't know the answer, but I think that people are searching for like familiar, weird, old fashioned narratives, even if that doesn't embody who you are, like what you what you personally like what you personally live your life like. Um, I think people are kind of like maybe not admitting to themselves, but I feel like people do like you can't ironically be watching The Bachelor. The yeah. last week of The Bachelor, um franchise like the the last week of the last bachelor season you will typically watch two full nights of the bachelor plus after the final rose that's easily like six hours of your life not to mention all the extra podcasts that you're probably consuming to like get insights from the producers no one is spending seven hours a week on a show ironically so like there must sincerely be something that we're all kind of connecting with in this truly stupid show I think, yeah, and it might honestly be the simplicity behind it because right now everything sucks. We all know this. Like in the world, everything is bad and everybody understands that unless you're an idiot. In that case, good luck to you. But I feel like I – it's not been The Bachelor, but there has been like stupid things that I have just begun to like give so many shits about and I care so deeply about it because it's like in this moment, I only have to care about this stupid thing. Yes, And it's not ironic and it's coping and – The bachelor seems like their biggest problem for the most part is like this dude and how he acted towards so-and-so's mom at hometown, but he was in the fantasy. So it's like, even the word fantasy, fantasy yeah. sweet. Oh yeah. Well, it's a world that you understand. You can like jump in and you and you understand all of it because even if you're even if you're watching a season for the first time, um, it's designed to emulate what old-fashioned courtship was like sold to us as. Yeah. And so I do feel like it's something. Yeah. It's like it's a, it's very safe. You can understand it. Um, I also think it's a story that we all have in common, and so when. I think people sort of catch on to it by word of mouth because we can't help but talk about the world of The Bachelor. If you're part of BatchNesh, you totally get it. Like, you have your BatchNesh friends that you talk to. um, And it's like we don't – you know, I can sit down with someone. I don't know them. But we have this, like, one story that we both care about – and so we have something immediately in common that we can talk about. So in some ways I feel like it, it, it can like facilitate like fun conversations and friendship. Much the way I really do compare it with sports. It's like, did you see that game last night? I feel like I'm always just like, so who saw after the final rows, thoughts, prayers, what's happening. So, you know, I feel like yeah, it's become it's become my sports. It's it's my sports, it's my politics. It's like soap operas, but for yeah. like now, I yeah. feel like it's honestly replaced soap operas. Yeah. Yeah, because totally. I don't watch soaps, but I know my nana did, and her friends had lots to say about those back in the day. Oh, everything from like the lighting to the wet cement to the weird music choices that are so hokey. Oh my god! Last season there was this like <laughs> seminal moment, and the song. I think it was like a fantasy suite episode, and the song was "How Do I Live" by Leanne Rimes, yes, covered <gasps> by some woman. Okay, and I later discovered was Leanne Rimes was the producer's wife mike oh my fleiss's god wife. yeah so it's really sp- it's just like but those are like the nuggets that i care so much about um when you're when you're part of batch niche like you can't help but google who sent, who did that cover of leanne rhymes because it becomes important to because you because someone did someone so, like someone that. let that ha- someone commissioned mike fleiss's wife to cover i think how Mike place may have committed no, a thousand percent yeah, yeah he's like and my wife's gonna do a cover and yeah. they're like actually we have leanne on standby no my wife is gonna do the cover no one sings how do i live like my wife. <laughs> I sometimes I just hear her singing it in the shower. Also, she told me that she has to sing. It, it was of... recorded in the shower. Anyway, yeah, just sh- shit like that. I care so much about it. I have a really strange question that's a little bit not to do with everything, but also to do with everything. Why is the cement always wet? I honestly feel like it's like if it was dry... Uh, the <laughs> the internet. They would break the internet if they want to break the internet. <laughs> they need to like have the the limos like the like the when they do the first night and everybody like comes and the limos arrive and everybody yeah that the cement must be wet. Like if it wasn't, people would be up in arms. And I I think that women must like know that the cement is going to be wet and shorten like hem their dresses accordingly because you can't be like dragging around a wet hemmed hem of your dress. Also, all night. why are all the dresses bad? So. That was something I was, like, really surprised to discover is, like, on the actual individual bachelorettes. Like, they are responsible for their own wardrobe, which oh. is mostly formal wear, and up to, like, 17 dresses. Ooh. And they're only allowed to bring something like two suitcases. So, like, what a true national nightmare. Like, just, like, having to pack 17 BCBG, like, low-cut red dresses maxmara two. <laughs> it's just, like, all they pack is, like, five bikinis, and yes. And they, like, roll them up, and they put them in their suitcase. yeah. If I – so I remember Ashley I – this is also something – like if you love The Bachelor, like I do, you need to read Bachelor Nation. It's got all of the gossip. But Ashley I is one of the like iconic contestants and she borrowed money like – she like went into debt to pay for her dresses um, because you need, you need like good, you know, like anyway, like that, that is a a way that you stand out. It's something that people comment on, but yeah, they do not have wardrobe to provide that for you. That's interesting. Actually, it's one way that the Canadian bachelorette stands out because I think that they had a, I think they had guests or BCBG as a wardrobe sponsor. So if they, if somebody didn't have formal wear, like at least they dressed them. It's also bananas that they wear formal wear. Like I don't, like, I think a formal wear, I'm like, okay, like, all right, like a wedding. Yeah. Like, or like maybe a banquet. Like every so often there's like an event where yeah. you have to go for something. Yeah. No one owns 17 gowns. So no. So I think that that also creates, and I mean like like one thing that is obviously a problem with like anything in pop culture, but specifically with The Bachelor is just like the complete lack of diversity um, in the cast and, and like the way that they seem to just completely not care about that. But I think about the way that um, the, Packing seventeen gowns um, is not something that everyone can afford to do, and like that's just a built-in systemic barrier to The Bachelor. So you're always gonna get like rich people going on The Bachelor because that that's true. like it's gonna cost you thousands of dollars to f- with all the, like of those gowns. I can't even alone. imagine. Can you imagine just being like, I own seven, 17 gowns? Yeah, if you own seventeen gowns, you're like don't go on the bachelor. Like you're obviously doing something great with your life. Like just choose something else. Like you're already like doing great. Keep riding horses and and, like hanging out on yachts and just like the rest will fall into place I'm sure. You have to have 17 years you have to take two months off work. There's obviously a limitation I'm never going to get on the show for like lots of reasons (laughs) but like specifically for that reason. I feel like right away they'd be like your personality is abrasive and also you haven't looked up from your phone for the last 20 minutes. Oh if like as soon as they tell you to take your like they take your phone and put it in a ba- I think I would just be like, oh, it's a no from me. Yeah, mate. no. I would throw up and then I would say, pull full on Randy Jackson with a full on, it's a no for me. You would throw up. I'd throw up. I'd be like, I need it. And they're like, well, you could have just said, no, there's vomit everywhere. There's vomit all over these gowns. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> the Bachelor. I should be the Bachelorette. I would just be like. You should. Honestly, like I would watch that show in a heartbeat. It would just be like me asking men to like get stuff for me. Yeah. And then like being like, Leave me alone. I'm trying to watch television. Yeah, I think it would be like like twenty five men lining up to bring you presents. Yeah. Coming out of a limo, br- like doing their dumb gimmick, buying and you just like rolling your eyes, sending them eat- inside, and then like leaving. <laughs> and then the rest of the show would be twenty five men just being like, Where'd Ann go? <laughs> And I would watch that show to the end. It's like, <laughs> sometimes he would, like, send a tweet to be like, how's everybody doing? I don't care. Anyway, bye. Hey, guys, I'm upstairs. Sorry. Uh, don't come up here, though. <laughs> it would just be you and, like, four of your friends at Mama Martino's, like, bitching about these guys. Yes. Um, You're like, he came in and he ga- tried to give me earrings. And yeah. I was like, I straight up don't have pierced ears. Yeah. Pay attention. You're like, I barfed on 25 men. <laughs> I barfed they on 25 men. They said I couldn't, men. but I did. I took red Lobster gift cards from all of them. <laughs> they gave me a complimentary pass to Mama Martino's and I have a case of Perrier. I told them to go fuck themselves and they're all waiting for me herded in like little Sims waiting for instructions. Honestly, I love this show. I think that we should pitch it to the network. I think it couldn't go wrong. I think within at least the first two episodes, eight of the men will have had their spirits broken indefinitely. Yeah. I would have just comment. I would not even comment. It would just be the look I give. Just like of disappointment. Oh, for sure. They would all cry. Yeah. I can't honestly. Honestly, like, so, yeah, I think there's an appetite for other narratives that, like, I would love to see on the show. And they'd be like, we need your phone. No. Okay. (laughs) You were, like, on your phone while they're coming out of the limo. Just like, I don't care. Get in the house. (laughs) Does anyone know how to work the barbecue? Yeah. Grayson. Chasen. Chasen. Grayson. Chad. Grayson. Chad. Braden. Brad. Aiden. Um, yeah, actually, you couldn't be on the show because your name's not Lauren. It's like, it's like, That's true. L- legally your name has to be Lauren. You so have, have to be be Lauren. change your name. Why are there so many Laurens on that show? I think there's just so many Laurens on earth, and it's like, it's just a numbers game at this point. There are. And even if you're my friend and your name is Lauren, you know that this is true. Mm-hmm. It's true. You have, like, everyone has your name. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. like, there's only 26 letters in the alphabet. So if there's already been, like, a Lauren B on the show, like, if your last name is B and you're a Lauren, you can never be on the show. You can never be on the show. I've even just changed alex's name to lauren in the duration of this episode there we go your name is now lauren it is everyone here is named lauren yeah everyone listening is named lauren congratulations everybody you're uh, killing it okay so now i have some rapid fire questions for you okay favorite bachelor so far ew i'm gonna have to say <laughs> <laughs> only because it made the season so good i'm gonna say ari season I was so unpopular for that opinion in my bachelor group chat. I was constantly standing for Ari and he, he disappointed everyone, but it's Ari. I'm sorry. He was so, he was so bland. It made everything so good and juicy. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Favorite, um, successful at contest. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the favorite, the favorite alumni, I guess, like that's not the bachelor, like a couple a or a woman, I guess, that's mm-hmm. come from this mm-hmm. risen from the ashes. The person I always root for is Ashley I because she was actually a virgin mm. on the show and it's become a huge part of her narrative. Um, and I thought that like navigating the sort of the strange world of sexuality on the show, she did a good job. Also, she cried constantly. Wow. And that is so fun to watch. Like she cries more than me and I cry so much. Like I'm about to cry right now, but she would be already sobbing. Yeah, I love like Emil is in the episode before this one and she did tell me that you two are constantly sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I, I cry a lot. I cried the other day because they didn't toast my BLT. So like, I, I so actually I did, like, I did read that tweet and that's fucked. Yeah. That's really fucked no, but It's sociopathic. And yeah, so I'm the Ashley, I of like of, of my life. And, um, I really, I relate to her. Um, yeah. Okay. What do you want to see like eliminated from the bachelor narrative? <clears throat> I want to see certain words eliminated from the bachelor vocabulary. So I would love for them to never say the word journey. Oh. I would love to hear them never say the phrase, I think I could possibly, maybe someday, see myself possibly potentially falling in love with this person. Like all of the caveats around that phrase. I just, because it makes it really boring to watch. Because eventually, because some episodes can just be lots of interviews where people just use the word journey, journey, journey. So it's more just like, I, th- I think there should be some limitations. You know, let's like get at the facility and, like, find some other words for journey. I'd love someone to just come on and be like, I just want to fuck some shit up. And I would root for that person. There was, you know, and there have been contestants like that, like Corinne, who... Corinne! Yeah, I Corinne, know who that is. She's iconic. Like, she, she, like, took naps through the rose ceremony. Like, she was so... She just did not give a shit. And it was so fun to watch. And so I would like for them to constantly cast a Corinne. Like if there isn't a Corinne in a season, it's a real dud to me. Do you think the bachelors are actually choosing or do you think the producers are choosing who the bachelor's choosing? Um I think the bachelors choosing I think that they are not good at choosing. They're just bad choosers. I think it's like it's like an impossible it's an impossible choice. I think they are led to certain people through like the like the producers are in their ears. So I think that they they probably have like a final four in mind that would make for really great hometown visits for example. Um, but I think that the the final choice comes I, I can't explain how some of these final choices are happening. Um, like I'm thinking about like Jake and Vienna. I'm like the producers didn't choose Vienna. That was a very unpopular choice and it had no legs. Like, there wasn't a, there was nothing left that the franchise could do with that except it just fizzled out. So I think it must be them choosing, but um, yeah. So that's the only way I can explain it. They're just bad choosers. Okay. If you were a contestant on The Bachelor and you know how it's like Amy W., and yeah. then what would your description be? What would your Bachelor description be? Um, my favorite. My favorite one from Rachel's season was one of them. <laughs> one of theirs was aspiring drummer, and wow. I really stuck with that. It became my like f- my my like in our bachelor fantasy league. It became my name, like aspiring drummer. Um, so I think I would just see if anyone noticed that I also was an aspiring drummer, and I just like what is that. And do you drum or do you not? You, I think they want to drum one day. <laughs> yeah. They hope to drum. Like, yeah. and you think it's ironic, but like, there's no, there's absolutely no irony in The Bachelor. Like in other in the spinoffs, they absolutely are tongue in cheek. Like in Bachelor Pad or Bachelor uh, in Paradise, they can be like a bit tongue in cheek. But there's no irony in The Bachelor. Like they are, they that was serious. That was a serious choice that there someone made. There was one that was twin. Someone had twin as yes. their, like, professional. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. There are tw- two twins and both of their job is twin. They have jobs and, just to be a person. And I just want to provide an update. They are both professional twins in Vegas now. So. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't. Do they just hang out together and, like, walk around? I think they make aspiring – like, or they make aspiring – they make club appearances. My vision just now is them always wearing matching outfits and walking with their feet, even, like, their legs at the same. Like, always in unison. Yeah. I would pay to see that. Oh, totally. But I'd pay to see them do things like maybe teach someone to drum. Aspiring. I think I just want to change my, like, little bio at the bottom to be an aspiring twin. Aspiring twin. Oh. Oh. Okay. Because it'll never happen. Oh, it'll never happen. I mean, it won't unless something – science has done something that we don't know about. And then (laughs) – I mean again here she comes your aspiring twin welcome yes. her on okay now tell the internet where they can find you and what you're doing et cetera et cetera um the internet you should follow Drunk feminist films everywhere cuz that's my that's that's one of my jams you can follow me I'm Amy Wood. I'm at Amy underscore wood on Twitter. Oh, you should listen to my new podcast called Paid Programming where I talk about brands. Mm-hmm. Something else oh nobody cares about except for me, but I care so much I about I love brands. brands. I love brands. Um so you can look that up on um I don't know, everywhere podcasts are. Subscribe and rate at five stars, you You're going to love it. Just rate it. (laughs) Just go in. Who even cares about listening to it? Just rate it. Yeah. Just give it a big old five. Yeah. And just like, there you go. Just support me. Okay. Thanks so much. And on Instagram, you are? Amy Wood. Yay. Amy, this was so fun. It was fun. Oh my gosh. And I just want everyone to watch The Bachelor. Like, just let it into your heart. I think I'm going to do it for the next season. Okay. I'm tired of feeling left out. I'll invite you in the group chat. I think you would be a great addition. I just got so nervous. But I'm so excited. Don't fuck this up. I'm going to throw up on 27 All right, I'm Auntie Donahue. This was Nobody Cares. Yay! Okay, until next week. Bye! And now, let's hear about what you care about and nobody else does. This is from Colin. Again, not saying the last name because I'm just never going to do that unless you explicitly tell me to. Here we go. Colin says, I wanted to tell you about my obsession slash fascination, which is the children's novel, Holes. By Louis... I think it's Sakar, I'm going to spell it. S-A-C-H-A-R. Here we go. Colin continues, Yes, the movie was fine and generally one of the truest to text adaptations I've seen, although Shy is too skinny to play Stanley. But I specifically love the book. I find it strange that the movies and songs we love when we're 13 are still the movies and songs we love as adults. But with books, we're expected to have Pick Something Loftier as our all-time favorite. Holes is every bit as sophisticated, complex, and high stakes as any book for grown-ups. It's about class and race and the failure of the youth correctional system. It's about perseverance and loneliness, but it also has the charm of a fairy tale. The only unforgivably kiddish element is the palindrome name. I honestly think it's a benchmark for what makes a story good. I could go on, but thanks for reading and thanks for writing. Looking forward to the book. Thank you, Colin. Thank you for telling me what you think. I've never seen this movie. I was definitely considering it to be the Kevin Bacon movie where the things creep up. Does anyone know what I'm, everybody listening right now is just screaming it at the, wherever it is you're listening, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not that is what matters here. I want to hear more about this though. I want to hear more about what you guys care about and no one else does. Hit me up at nobodycarespodcast.ca. Tremors is what the movie I was thinking about. It's Tremors. I thought this was Tremors. It is not Tremors. Colin, I'm sorry. You're probably very upset. Um, Keep listening, though. I can only write this wrong. Okay, thank you. Bye.